0: my a my like a It is Friday, October 15th here at draft shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our week 6 Fan Duel podcast. I'm your host matt shop with me again is Jared Small and this podcast is sponsored by our partners at FanShare Sports. FanShare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com, and you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at Fansharesports.com. Jared, quarterback for Cash on FanDuel this
1: week. What do you like? It's Lamar Jackson for me. That's one thing that hasn't changed over the past 12 hours. He's like one quarterback that hasn't been affected by injuries um, on Friday here, so 8,200 bucks. He, he pops as pretty easily the top value based on our projections on FanDuel. We've seen him take a big step forward as a passer this season. I think he's going to have a big game on the ground on Sunday. We talked about it last week. This Chargers defense kind of invites you to run. And they didn't they didn't change that game plan against the Browns. And, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Bunt both had big games. Chargers still won. You know, the game plan was still good enough for the Chargers. So if we, if we see the same thing here, Lamar should have a, a big game on the ground.
0: I think either Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert works here. Herbert's a slightly cheaper. I don't think price is really a deciding factor between them. To to me, Justin Herbert just feels a little bit safer, a little bit higher floor right now, but I definitely am not arguing against Lamar Jackson. Herbert gets a defense that just allowed Carson Wentz to throw for 400 yards. The second game that they've allowed 400 plus this season. I know that they were missing some cornerbacks against Derek Carr back in week one, but it's been a a softer than usual past defense. I know that Mike Williams has the injury issue. If he's out that hurts some, but we still have Keenan Allen. We still have Austin Eckler. Um, so I think at, at at least Justin Herbert remains a solid cash option in that scenario.
1: Yeah. You can't go wrong with Justin Herbert.
0: That's right. GPP side. What do you think?
1: Um, Taylor Heineke here for me. Um, and you know, we'll have to watch the Terry McLaurin thing. That's, you know, key for Heineke. He, He needs McLaurin in there to have a chance at, you know, a tournament winning performance, but, um, all right. He's been he's been a good fans quarterback. He's been productive three of his four games. He struggled last week against the Saints, but um, gets another soft matchup here against the Chiefs. Um, Kansas City 31st in football outsiders pass defense TVOA 32nd in, in Fando points allowed to quarterbacks 32nd and our adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks metrics. So it it is about as good of a matchup you could ask for.
0: If Justin Herbert's ownership projection stays in the single digits where it is right now, according to FanShare, he's going to become a primary option for me, whether Mike Williams is playing or not. I, I don't think he can get high enough ownership wise to not be an option at all, but if it, you know, climbs to 10% or so or is above any of these other guys, then he just falls back into the pool. But it's Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, uh, all those guys are available, so I don't think anybody is going to, you know, jump way ahead of the others in ownership. I think that's that that whole pool is fine to pull from, and we'll see about the weather for that Arizona-Cleveland game uh, as we head into Sunday. You know, maybe not having uh, Cliff Kingsbury around is a knock on Kyler Murray and maybe chips away to ceiling a little bit, but it's kind of tough for me to bet against him just for coach missing.
1: Yeah, and, you know, if that lowers his ownership, um, that probably just makes him a better tournament player. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. I mentioned
0: Aaron Rodgers on the DraftKings show, and it's even easier to make a case for him here because he's cheaper at 7700 bucks against Chicago.
1: Yeah, good price. And like you said, he's always capable of a four-touchdown game. Mm-hmm. And the,
0: the big draw to him is potentially very low ownership. Not a cash option for me, but I think a, a sneaky uh, tournament potential quarterback. Jared, what do you like for
1: cash at running back? So on FanDuel, um, Daryl Williams is the cheapest among these, you know, fill-in running backs. He's cheaper than Cleo Herbert, uh, cheaper than Devontae Booker. And, you know, on FanDuel, we care, care more about touchdowns as well, and I do think Williams just playing on the Chiefs has probably the highest touchdown upside of those three guys. So he's the cheap guy I would go to. You know, he outsnapped uh Jarek McKinnon 24-8 to after Everett Delaire left last week's game. Six opportunities for Williams to just one for McKinnon. So I, I think Williams is basically going to get – Clyde Edwards, Alaire level volume. So he's a nice play at 5,200 bucks. And then on the expensive side, you know, outside of Kareem Hunt, we should mention, you know, I think he's a, a lock pretty much now with Nick Chubb out, but um, I like Zeke Elliott on FanDuel and cash at hundred bucks. You know, Dallas has already been a run leaning offense since that bucks game. And I think the Pats are going to push them in that direction again, you know, being tougher against the run in the past. So I, I just think Zeke's a good volume, bet, good touchdown bat with the Cowboys sporting one of the highest implied totals on the slate.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think Daryl Williams gets the Clyde Edward D. Lair role and potentially the Clyde Edward D. Lair plus Daryl Williams role here because Jarek McKinnon has been almost non-existent in the offense to this point. Um, and, and I agree with the other picks there. I will also throw in DeAndre Swift at 7,100 where you could pivot off of some higher owned guys to him, especially on GPP side, but he's in play for cash as well. And Joe Mixon at seven thousand bucks, I think, yeah. is worth considering. Probably more so a tournament play because there is some risk to his ankle. But Zach Taylor says to expect the full workload, and at seven yeah. K, it's just a good price.
1: Yes, I, I'm not going to let myself play Joe Mixon in cash. I'm not going to get hurt like oh, that. Exactly. I, I don't trust Zach Taylor. You know, he was the guy telling us Mixon was going to be back all last season, and then Mixon was never back. And he only got in limited practices on Wednesday. And Friday, he's listed as questionable, so I, I like turn I like mixing his tournament play a lot, but um, not not in cash for me. Yeah, I
0: probably won't get to him in cash either. I think he's more of a tournament option, especially when just a hundred dollars more, I can take DeAndre Swift uh, in that same matchup. GPP side, what do you think?
1: I mentioned Javante Williams on DraftKings, and I like him here for the same reason. I think he he's just sandwiched between. Darrell Williams and Khalil Herbert and Devontae Booker, so, you know, no one's going to play Williams over those guys and he's not going to get as many touches probably. Um, but man, he's just, he's just really good, I think. And, you know, he's been getting 12 or so touches a game and he gets a you know beatable Raiders defense and you know, Broncos are our home favorites in this game. So I, I think it's a, a spot where, you know, you if you get a touchdown or two out of Devontae Williams, like he could outscore those other cheap running backs and then you're in business because he's going to be so much lower owned than those other guys.
0: Yeah, I think at the very least, he's a solid price pivot from those other players who are lesser talents, even if they're, you know, better bets for touch floors. Um, There there are lots of guys to choose from, honestly. It's a little tough for me to hone in on favorites here. I do think Antonio Gibson is more interesting for a GPP lineup than he is for cash. Uh, We saw last week where they didn't need to win a game. Or have a good matchup for him to deliver. He carried 20 times. He scored twice, had just 60 yards. So he can have a rough game and still get the ball plenty. I don't think that they'll phase Antonio Gibson out against Kansas City, even if they fall behind. Obviously, there's some risk to him just not performing. And maybe he does lose some touches if they fall way behind. But GPP side, I think there's plenty upside to try some Antonio Gibson. Wide receiver for cash, Jared. What do you play?
1: Uh, Devonta Adams is still too cheap. We, We said it on this show last week. Hopefully you played him. Um, eighty five hundred bucks. The guy, the guy's averaging fifteen targets over his last three games now. Um, so I, I play Adams in Cash, and then uh, you mentioned Michael Pittman on the DraftKings show. I think he's in play here too on Fanduel at fifty eight hundred bucks. Uh, Pittman's fifteenth among all wide receivers and targets. He's tenth in our expected fantasy points. Uh, for uh, among wide receivers, I, I guess the concern here is the Colts don't have to throw it a whole lot against Houston. But like when they do throw it, like Pittman seeing you know thirty percent of this team's targets. So I still think he's a good bet for, you know, seven or eight targets in this game.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And 5,800 bucks, I mean, you don't need him to go off. He can get seven targets and have enough yeah. production for you at that level. I was surprised this week in looking at the Football outsider stats that Houston is ninth in pass defense DVOA. And it's definitely something that I distrust more than I adjust any expectations for because I just don't, I don't see it holding up. Four straight games of six plus catches for Michael Pittman. He will definitely be central to my cash plans here. Certainly in play, for tournaments as well. Uh, Keenan Allen also, I think, still too cheap here at 7,100 bucks. A little bit less so when it's not full PPR, but, you know, third among wideouts and targets is opportunity, whether you're getting full points for those receptions or half. And especially if Mike Williams is out, I mean, we could see 14, 15 targets for Keenan Allen in this game.
1: Yeah, I think Allen is a must if Mike Williams is inactive on Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Devontae Adams, you mentioned uh, his ownership projection looks potentially exorbitant in our lineup generator right now, but I think you can counteract that and get some Devontae Adams in a GPP lineup by stacking him with that low-owned Aaron Rodgers. And then if Devontae Adams has, you know, this truly huge game, probably his quarterback's going to be pretty heavily involved. Yep. Like that. Who else do you like on the GPP side?
1: I got DJ Moore here. Um, 7,600 bucks, just coming off a dud. Um, but I mean, he, he is still seventh among wide receivers and targets. He's fourth in expected fantasy points. Um, you know, Minnesota by the numbers, they've been pretty decent against wide receivers so far. I still don't buy this as a tough matchup and they have given up some big games of wide receivers. Jamar chase went for 101 yards in a score. DK Metcalf had had 107 yards in a score. Um, the Vikings were the opponent where when, uh, Odell Beckham was wide open all over the field and Baker Mayfield couldn't hit him. So, I definitely think it's a matchup Moore could win, and he's going to be low on coming off that disappointing week five.
0: Yeah, the Vikings are, I think, a, a, a solid defense overall where it's not surprising when they have a good game and just kind of limit the scoring. But it's not a defense to you know, be scared of for your wide receiver matchups. They just don't have anybody frightening in coverage. So DJ Moore actually jumped out to me as well. And for all the reasons you said, he also looks like he's going to sneak in at lower ownership than he really should. Five-plus receptions every game this season. He's averaging 10 targets per game, 16 and a half plus fan duel points in three straight before that one last week. And even the dud last week still got him over 12 fan duel points. So, you know, it's not like he completely let us down. His team also went from being a slight favorite to a slight underdog at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they fall behind Minnesota here and need to throw the ball a little bit more. I like DJ Moore this week as well. Tight end. For Cash, I think I know the first name on my list and your list. It's that dude in Washington.
1: Well, I, I do think Travis Kelsey is more interesting here. You know, it's it's always easier to spend up a tight end on Fanduel. Kelsey actually does check in as our top dollars per uh, dollars per point value on Fanduel. So for me, it is, it is either Kelsey or Ricky Sills-Jones, who, you know, is is really getting like top five tight end usage with Logan Thomas out. So you can't go wrong with either of those guys. I think it's just, you know, who, do you feel better about, saving some money with RSJ and and using it elsewhere, or do you feel good enough playing some cheapies at the other spots and then paying up for Kelsey?
0: Uh, Jared, I just said that dude in Washington. So how do you know I wasn't talking about Travis Kelsey to begin with? True. (laughs) But yeah, Travis Kelsey, Ricky Seals Jones. I think that's where you start with things. $5,000 for Ricky Seals Jones. I I think you start with that as the starting point as you're building the lineup because that's, you, you know, you can go that low and spend up elsewhere. And then if you have the money left over or if you build lineups where, you'll like some lower price guys at other positions. You get up to Travis Kelsey. He did see Kelsey slash Darren Waller level usage last week. And he's priced at a level where it doesn't kill you. Even if that usage evaporates, it's tough to see it evaporating though, with all of the injuries around him, even if uh, Terry McLaurin plays on the GPP side, I think I can see fading RSJ here because the savings aren't as extreme as they are on DraftKings. And you know, anybody can have a rough game or get hurt. Tyler Higby at 5,500 bucks is interesting on FanDuel. Tight end has been a particular weak spot in coverage for the Giants so far, 23rd in coverage DVOA against the position, uh, according to Football Outsiders, to this point. Seventh highest adjusted fantasy points allowed by our metric. Also the highest fantasy points allowed by our adjustments in, to wide receivers. So I mentioned Matthew Stafford as a tournament quarterback. I think that we might get a lower-owned double stack between him one of the higher owned wideouts and then tyler higby for touchdown upside in this matchup against the giants that, that can counter not only higher ownership on either cooper cup or robert woods but also some higher ownership potentially on daryl henderson
1: yeah i think all these all these tight ends between kelsey and rsj are interesting tournament plays because i think those guys are going to soak up so much of the ownership so i like higby um, I like Mark Andrews, who I talked about on the DraftKings show. You know, Chargers have just been much tougher against wide receivers than tight ends so far. So it could be more of an Andrews game for Baltimore. Then I wanted to throw out Noah Fant too at 5800 dollars You know, he he's definitely seen improved usage since Albert Oakwey has been out, you know, with his injury. Um Fant has set season highs in route rates each of the last two weeks. Has been he's been in the mid 80s. Uh, he was actually at 88% last week. And then you get this Raiders matchup, uh, uh, Vegas 28th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. They're 25th in football outsiders, tight end coverage rankings. Um, they've given up bit, pretty big games to Jared Cook to Mike is So, you know, fans have been kind of quiet as far as fantasy production the past couple of weeks. But, you know, again, the usage has been there and I do think that there's plenty of upside there.
0: Yeah. Wide range of potential outcomes here, but that range does include leading the Broncos in targets, which we've already seen this year. So we don't even have to project that as a possibility. We know that it can happen. Defense. Uh, for me, I'm starting with the Vikings here as well yeah. as on DraftKings this week. 3700 in salary. Sam Darnold has, is coming off his worst game of the season. His game before that wasn't great. Uh, can throw lots of picks when he's playing bad and has seen lots of pressure in, I, I believe he's seen 30-plus percent pressure in three games this season, definitely at least two of the five. So there's a chance that he gets in some sack trouble in this game against uh, Minnesota.
1: Yep. Minnesota for me too. And cash. I think they're even better value here than there on DK and, and interesting line movement, as you've mentioned too, in that game, it's been like a four point swing, you know, from the, the Panthers being favorites to Minnesota being favorites now. So I don't know, maybe someone knows something we don't about, you know, how that game's going to play out.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys at 4,100 are sneaky here as well against the Patriots. Eighth highest in adjusted fantasy points allowed to defenses are the Patriots. That 4,100 bucks is just kind of tucked there in the middle where I think people will go down to the Vikings before uh, trusting Dallas. And then I think there's a solid chance we get Dallas jumping out to a lead on the Patriots and forcing more Mac Jones pass attempts, especially if Damian Harris doesn't play in this game where he's questionable with that rib injury.
1: Yeah, like those. I think the Colts too are you know it's easier to get up to them on Fanduel here, and you know massive home favorites against Davis Mills. I'm not not buying into Davis Mills yet after you know last week's performance. I'll I'll make him show it to me one more time.
0: You mean last week's 312 passing yards and three touchdowns against the number two at that point pass defense in DVOA? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that guy. (laughs) I don't know. I think we were we're witnessing the beginning of Davis Mills fantasy monster. (laughs) Actually, no. You know what I think we saw was the drew lock performance from what was it last year at houston where he's drew locking all over the place and then that one game it was like
1: 310
0: yards and three touchdowns out of nowhere
1: so now we're gonna get the drew lock uh, three interception performance out of davis mills yep davis mills is ready for the drew lock rebound that's
0: gonna <laughs> do it for this week six fan duel podcast head over to draftsharks.com now get more player recommendations kevin english has your cash game picks Corey bushland has your top gpp options then you can play around with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and the fan share ownership projections for more discussion of DFS and other formats you can also join the free draft sharks discord find the link to do that in the description for this podcast for Jared Smola and the rest of the draft sharks crew I'm Matt saying thanks so much for something like this